It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the all-new Burn Barrel Podcast with your host, Tom Shattuck, and lesser host, <laughs> Alice Shattuck. Thank you, thank you, everybody. You're too kind. No, no, no. Sit down, sit down. So, Alice, listen to this. Um, right. We've got a situation here where I believe, I really thought it would be AOC, but I well, well two things are happening. One, I'm reaching out to Joe Shaka, the younger. Joey Shaka or little Joe Shaka, depending, because he's up just a few miles north from here, storm chasing, and he's looking for tornados. And if he finds one, I want to know about it. That's the light and the hail. Mm-hmm. I need to know all about this. I want a tornado. A big gust of wind coming through. Big gust of wind. We got significant pine tree motion. Is that Joe? Yes. I'm so uh, proud air, of him. That's uh, so air great. The is right here. Yet again, we got a gust of 30 so far. Yes. Gust of 30. That's great, Joe. I just needed to now tear through my town. Specifically, I needed a tornado. He saw actually something. He saw rotation, by the way. This is just above us in New Hampshire. He's seeing stuff. I need this to come directly. In between Haverhill and Merrimack, Mass, and Massachusetts, immediately to we're not a, really in between. Guys. And we're somewhere around there. No, I needed to wipe out the entire thing. We're across I, I needed from to, both of them. I wanted to That's wipe out really. the idiot who yelled in the car the other day and me. That's how I want to go. <laughs> but not only that, but we may have had the best exchange yet in Washington District in Columbia. Um, the the best example yet of showing us where we are as a country. Now, I know that you're glued to the January 6th hearings, Alice, but this thing with Josh <laughs> Hawley going back and forth with this UC Law, UC Berkeley Law teacher, um, Bridges, her last name is. Listen to this. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all of the witnesses for being here. Uh, before, uh, I, I want to visit with you, Ms. Meske, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? 
So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my us. line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that the, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can <laughs> so. Get you pregnant. are denying that trans people exist, Thank and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're a- opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot. Just I know. In this exchange. Absolutely extraordinary. How fantastic is that? It's incredible. This is a law professor, so she's not only a lawyer but a law professor. Mm-hmm. She's raising the next generation of yes. lawyers, senators, Supreme Court justices, etc. Um, and remarkable, remarkable. So the idea is, and this is the genius of this thing. At no time does she ever say, "Yes, there's new biological uh, work that's being done right now that can completely replicate female biology, and we can place that. We can, we can." Um, we can overwrite a male's biography right now, biology right now, and give him a legitimate female biology. She's not saying that. No. And thus he's... She's saying... Men can get pregnant. Right. She's also saying you're not... Instead of having a debate... Me explaining to you, mm-hmm. she's saying... In So, in other words, in lieu of having a debate point on how men are women if they want to be Mm -hmm. she says we can't even get that far because it opens up trans people to violence yeah we can't and it's so urgent that every five minutes some trans person is trying to kill themselves whatever it is she says Mm -hmm. so we can't even talk it just is and we're not going to have a debate because there are people who are killing themselves Mm -hmm. so you know obviously the the real truth is that in the United States of America, um, if you if you are are somebody who is hurt by words or debates so much so that you're going to kill yourself, that's too effing bad. One, two, that's on you. I cannot be hurt by debates or words. Um, whatsoever. In so if I tell you that you're a woman, you're not going to kill yourself. No, no, no. So, so, <laughs> if I tell, if I but here, refer but, to you right. by the pronouns she hers, right? You're not going to kill yourself. But you know what? Even even if by saying by me saying Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner in Ellen Page, Ellen Page, Ellen Page, even if I say those things. And they both kill themselves. That's too effing bad. This is the United States of America where we say things. Now, if you as a result decide that you have to end your life, you lived in the wrong country. I mean, yes. We're not, we're not we don't decide the, the freedom of speech in this country based on somebody's extortion threat that if you dare speak all your truths, that I, I'm going to hurt myself. That's making you a murderer. That's not that how this works. That being said, I don't endorse in day-to-day life if you know a person who's trans in your life and in your community. Like, if there's a trans person at your work, I don't endorse the idea that you should call them things they don't want to be called every day until they kill themselves. Like, no, I don't Of course, think, Allison. By the way, I love how you say you, so you're getting safely you're getting a life <laughs> lifeboat here. No, no I, I, but I'm just saying, like, I want to be clear that this is not about that, because a lot of times these this this group of people like this professor, Kiara Bridges, and like the people Matt Walsh interviewed in his documentary and other people, they do try and make this into that. They say, like, well, what what social situation does it matter that you need to know what someone's biology? You know, they're trying to make it about like a social situation where you might say that and not 
what they always seem to actually attack, which is just normal people talking about current events where you're suddenly not allowed to have a certain view of current events in general versus what you because they do the the reason why I bring that up is not like I'm not trying to like get a lifeboat like you said Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to make the point because they use that as a tool to say like well you're just being unkind to people why can't you just be nice to people and call them what they want to be called and I think most people agree with that if you know somebody in your life who's in a mental health struggle because they're in this mental place where they don't understand what gender they are like of course you should be kind to them and try and like help them through it whatever way pray for them you know do things be there for them as a person like no i know but that's that's my point is that that's what the left tries to conflate this with Mm -hmm. ellen page isn't going to kill herself because of our podcast but they that's what they believe do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. that's that's the two things that they're trying to mix up here there's being kind to people that you just like know in your Mm -hmm. life versus acknowledging a reality, which is that men can't actually have babies. Like, so if you don't think men can have babies, then you want Ellen page to kill herself. Like, which is not true. I don't want Ellen. You can never use this. uh, You, you cannot put the, a stop to debate and truth seeking because somebody could kill themselves. That's not, these are adults here. She's an adult law professor. You know, he's a congressman. He's probably a lawyer, too. He is. You he went to Yale Law. He's you don't, perfectly capable. You don't, you don't, you know, edit an abridged conversation because somewhere somebody could hurt, somebody's so hurting. Well, if that's true, that they're hurt by conversations, then they need to be fixed. Conversations don't need to be fixed. Right, of course. And, but that's, that's my point is that they're trying to conflate, like, being nice to people with this idea that we can have free and open debate. Of course, we can because they that's what they say. They're that you're a bigot, that you're cruel, that you want people to mm-hmm. kill themselves if you disagree with them on an issue. And that 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 fundamentally is the problem, right? Is that that they deliberately, I won't say they don't understand the difference because they do understand the difference and they're deliberately conflating it to confuse people that they're conflating the idea of being nice to people with the idea of agreeing with people on everything they ever say, right? It's They're saying that you're a cruel, mean person if you disagree with them, which is immediately designed to shut down debate. Of course it is. It, it, you can't ask that question because that's mean, right? That you're a cruel person who wants people to die if you ask that question. And that's the ultimate like shutdown of debate. So it's ve- I think it's very important to call them out and say, no. I'm as nice as anybody else. Yes, but why do you have to prove that you're as nice as anybody else? Why do we have to say that? How come the we have to explain away all these black marks that, by default, uh, we seem to be born with here? You know, it's like when they kept saying Trump to Trump to to uh, say bad stuff about racist groups. It's like, why is it on him? How come nobody ever asked Liz Warren to say to denounce racist groups? It's on Trump, though. It's on every Republican, as a matter of fact. We have to denounce these groups because we're pretty much guilty until we denounce. I mean, I don't... I I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I do think it's important to call them out on the difference, right? To call them out on the difference of saying, no, I'm absolutely not a bigot, right? Because because I know people who embrace it that way, too, who say, like, fine, I'm homophobic, fine, I'm transphobic, whatever. Like, and I don't think that's necessarily the way Thank either. you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all of the witnesses for being here. Uh, before. Sorry. Uh, but, but the thing is, is that Bridges mm-hmm. is doing no favors for the conversation by making pretend because if we don't make pretend if I don't tell little Cyril that he's in Disney World when we're really at the playground down the street you know then he'll be upset so that's no way to she's doing no favors by making pretend that these this is all thank you what's this from uh, it was just in my room. I found it I found it though. thank you is there anything else like this in your room <laughs> no, I found Thank you. If you find more, let me know if you find a green one. I'd be very pleased. Thank you. Um, so, but I think... It's a credit card for those <laughs> of you guys asking. Um, so, 
I do think that this is interesting, too, from like a purely political perspective, because the Democrats in a lot of ways have an issue that's like very winning with the suburban wine moms when they say like Republicans just want to control women's bodies and this is an attack on women and they're rolling back women's rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when you all of a sudden say this isn't about women, it's actually about trans men and men have babies, too. Mm hmm. Then you start to peel off some of that support. You've all of a sudden made it. You've chosen a weirder hill to die on than the one that's like the winning position on the issue. Right. For From a suburban wine mom perspective, which is like really who they want to get with this. RBG is rolling in her grave. Pink hat whatever it is thing that they're trying to do here with Roe v. Wade, right? That that's that's the audience for this stuff, these like red outfits from the handmaid's tale and whatever. That's who's paying attention to this. So you lose those people when you start to talk about men having babies too. Like I just hate to say well, it because most so. of them are pretty normal people. Here's at the another end of the exchange. Day. Lead lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And that to means your, being able your way to, of thinking, that happens when more black babies are aborted. I believe, I trust, I love black people with the capacity for pregnancy. I think they have agency, they have intelligence, they know what is best for themselves. And I would love to create the conditions under which they can live lives that are filled with dignity and humanity. And do you think a, do you think a, a Baby that is delivered alive has value. Yes. Took a while, Prof. Whew. Took a while. Do you think that a, um, a a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They no, have. I'm dignity. talking about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with the capacity for and I'm, you're not answering the question. I'm asking I'm answering a more interesting you think question that, to me. You think <laughs> that the baby that is not yet born, let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value and they have the they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well and and I just note you refuse to answer the question. So it, once again, this time she doesn't say it's off limits to ask this kind of question. This time she ignores the question. Because she has a more interesting one. Right. And she's got a more interesting question. <laughs> this is why this is these are all examples of why they can never win on the debate, on the topic, right. on the subject. They can't win on the subject. There's, she's got zero answers. The person who has a capacity for pregnancy has value very carefully I mean, she should be somebody who absolutely can enlighten people with her abilities, you would think. Oh, yeah. But she is not. She is not that person. Well, because they don't have answers to any of the incredibly obvious questions about all of this, right? Right. She's not an intellectual. She's not a lawyer. I mean, she's not a, she a, she's not a jurist a or whatever. She is an activist who's got activist spirit where an intellectual would have knowledge. In facts. Right. right. And that's why she answers a more interesting question. Of course. And that's why she'll say that uh, you're you're being transphobic and that you're hurting people by asking these other questions. Yes. And it's incredible to me that Democrats can take what I think most like political pundit and pollster type people feel is like a gift to the Democrats that this decision got handed down this year in this midterm year, right? Which is, it promises to be historically difficult for Democrats to uh, do anything in these midterms, really, just because of the economic situation and all this stuff. Um, and I, I think mo most pollsters would probably agree that while the impact of this Roe stuff is pretty small on people's actual voting patterns, it probably does, should overall help the Democrats a bit, like it moves the needle maybe a point towards Democrats. Maybe they'll keep a seat or two in a close district that they wouldn't have kept otherwise. But it's what's incredible to me is that they're taking what is essentially like this political gift and... They are choosing the most losing possible positions to stake out on this on this issue. Right. So so far we've had we've had, um, you know, absolutely. We need to have 
abortion all the way up until the delivery date. We've had, we need Planned Parenthood to set up tent city abortion centers in the national parks. Mm -hmm. We've had uh, this person saying that uh, people with the capacity for pregnancy always have the right to make the decision and we shouldn't include trans men because this decision really isn't about women at all. And then uh, not to be outdone, Liz Warren has been on this kick for like a little while now where she's chosen possibly the most insane and offensive take out of all. In Massachusetts right now, those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. So again, we're choosing... um, we're choosing to say this affects pregnant persons, not women, obviously, because you can't just say it it involves women. Of course. But to be clear, what she's talking about here are the people that are so horrified by abortion that they donate their time and their money and their energy and their used little clothes and bottles from their kids that they've had um, to try and help support and create a network around women who are feeling like they have no choice but to get an abortion and offering them other ways out by giving them what they need to actually have and support a child. Uh, right. Which sounds like it, she sounds like a, a crisis pregnancy center to me. Yes. That's what that is. So now, but hold on. Do you notice what she said? Pregnancy mm-hmm. termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by true abortion yes. clinics the true abortion clinics because when you're have in your pregnancy crisis in your woman you're supposed to go to the a place where they shuttle mm-hmm. you into the abortion pipeline that's the that's true, a true abortion thing clinic. what you're supposed this to do this one's lying this one might talk you out of it some of these other ones they might offer you another way out right they might give you the help you need to actually yes. support your child yes and, you know, somebody might walk out of there without the cold steel procedure that's awful happening to them. Instead of that procedure that we want to happen. What is... I'll tell you. In case you're I mean, how, how, I mean, how... How Mengula do you have to be before you say somebody's a little sick? Yeah, I mean, like, in case you're ever wondering what kind of person would go after, like, the people running houses on the Underground Railroad or something, like, that's exactly what this is. Like, these are people who just feel so strongly about this. They're spending their time and energy trying to help people who are in, like, one of the toughest, darkest situations of their life. Like, what what has Liz Warren ever done for somebody who's facing that? Has she taken any money out of her pocket to help somebody who might want to keep their child but doesn't feel they have the resources? Has she ever done anything for one of those people? Has she ever prayed for them or with them or tried to help them in that moment when they feel alone and scared and left behind? Or does she actually want them to feel alone and scared and left behind so that they go get an abortion and then get back to the workplace where they belong? Is that what Liz Warren wants? Because it seems to me that that's what she's saying. She's against helping vulnerable traumatized women have the freedom to make an actual choice that they might want to make she's not pro-choice she's anti-choice actually Mm -hmm. she's anti-women having other other choices to make she's against if she wanted women to have other choices there are pro-life senators out there including by the way josh hawley ted cruz marco rubio mitt romney there are senators out there right now who would be willing to work with her to come up with real pro-family policies to provide more funds that would help women make other choices besides abortion how come she doesn't have josh hawley on the phone right now to come up with Mm -hmm. a pro-family legislation package because she doesn't want women to have those resources because she's trying to shut down the people that want to offer them privately because the government refuses to she's trying to make it illegal to help people who are in one of the darkest most vulnerable positions of their lives and she wants them to feel more alone and more helpless and more like they have to make the hardest decision of their life to choose between their own life and that of their child. It's it barbaric also tells and you disgusting. exactly, exactly. It, by the way, does Planned Parenthood 
Is that a true planned parenthood facility? <laughs> no, of course the way? it's not. But that just goes to show you. You know, you have some people on the left say planned parenthood has told so many things, gives so many health care, so many, et cetera. Well, Liz Warren's exuberance for abortion and Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. tells me that basically Planned Parenthood is what we think it is. It's not parenthood. It's uh, it's removing the concept of parenthood from your life. And that's what they do there. Which is why, of course, the left can't name anything after accurately because that would give away the truth. So, so they can name the place Save All the Babies when they're just destroying all the babies. Of course. This is helpful, though, since this row thing has happened, just showing that it's not like for, for many in the left, including Liz Warren, who's a sicko. She lives in a nice house in Cambridge with nice cars and beautiful uh, finishings and, and nice oak ceilings, etc. And she's a psycho. And she wants you to kill you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Yes, exactly. But it just goes to show that this is about, this isn't about the hard choice of whatever. She is an enthusiast. Oh, yeah. For abortions. Loves the idea of abortion. Not choice, like you said. Loves the idea of abortion. Of course she does. She loves it. And just for her, I'm going to go through our entire basement this weekend and find stuff that I can donate to area crisis pregnancy centers because it's so unbelievably disgusting and ghoulish. It's just like beyond. Even if you're pro-choice, even if you're like a normal, safe, legal and rare Democrat, if you're a Democrat from, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you should... You should be disgusted by this because this isn't about choice. This is about not wanting women to have choices. This isn't about women getting to go to the store and, you know, pick which choice they want out of the possible lives that are on the store shelf. Oh, I want the life with kids. I want the life without kids, whatever. This is about women who feel like they have no choice. That's who's seeking abortions. I, I like. She's. She's terrible. She's dark and terrible and twisted. And this whole thing is uh, just horrifying and disgusting. And I don't know. I don't know. But uh, should we talk about something like happier? Like literally anything happier? Yes, I'd like to do that right now, Alice. Um, uh, Dateline, Gastonia, North Carolina. Okay. A possible wallaby was spotted hopping around a neighborhood in Gastonia. Gastonia Canimal, County Animal Control uh, responded to the neighborhood and found the person responsible for the animal who says it is a wallaby. Says they're making sure they get the animal to a place where it belongs and is taken care of. Hensley says the animal didn't cause any problems or trouble and was just hanging out in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Southers lives in a neighborhood where the wallaby was spotted. It was doggone, It was a doggone wallaby or a kangaroo or whatever. It was just sitting there and I just had to look at it. Now sure. I have a question. Yeah. Would it have had time to make it from uh, Portsmouth down to North Carolina? In this amount of time, why do you since yesterday? Oh wait, is that a racist attack on Menners? It's not an attack. I'm just wondering if maybe he snuck a wallaby with him in his luggage. No, you're calling him a wallaby. No, I'm not. What vicious? I'm not attack? calling him a wallaby. I'm wondering if he brought one. He is on a world tour. We need to meet up with him before he leaves. You know, homie. Don't you? I think? know he doesn't want to hang out with us. Clearly, him and Clem are too cool for oh, school. Oh, has been officially barstooled. Okay, he's a barstool member now. He is too cool for us now. He's well, of course with, he is. he's at Portnoy's place in the Hamptons. He's, but he's over. not too cool for manners. But okay, so um so there you go. There's a happy story. That is a happy story. Oi! 
It's Timmy Wallaby time, mate. I also wanted to tell you another happy story, which is that... Uh, are you familiar with Florence Pugh at all? No, no. She's an actress. Uh, she's in some movies, like the new Black Widow or something. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, do she's Pugh? an actress. P-U-G-H. I don't love that name. So, uh, but Florence Pugh and Jessica Chastain, who's supporting her, who's 100% behind her, want you to know that uh, she is not going to let your misogyny stop her from bearing her nipples at you. Oh, I see. I see. So uh, she wore a dress that was um, totally see-through, that completely just whatever. I mean, like, it's... You're allowed to do what you want in this world. I don't know. Uh, so, let me tell you something. So, else. but this is she a pro- seems to be a fine-looking young lady. That's that that, that is not a good rack. N- I wouldn't say that because so, I don't objectify women. But so, but this is part of the problem. Is that I guess she essentially she basically is topless in that dress. Is she yeah, not? Yeah. Um. So, but I guess some people uh pointed out that they felt that her breasts were small. I don't know that they're small. It's just not a great story. It's just not a great look. So anyway. So it would be a great look on some women, um, but uh, on her it is not a great look. So anyway, so um, so she wants you to know that she doesn't care what you think. Oh, good. And, um, and she wrote, uh, I've lived in my body for a long time. I'm fully aware of my breast size and I'm not scared of it. What's more concerning is why are you so scared of breasts? Small, large, left, right, only one, maybe none. What is so terrifying? Ooh, another person You're in scared. entertainment has another person in so entertainment. Ha- you- another person in entertainment has uh, invented nudity. Ooh. <laughs> she wants you to know that the reason why you don't find her attractive in the pink dress, and she definitely doesn't care what you think, is because you're scared of her breasts. So why? I think you should why, why examine you, so you, that in psychology. Who are you talking to? I think they're upstairs, Cyril. Ooh, the trees are starting to blow around here. Okay. So, so and Jessica Chastain has it too. She wants to know what's so terrifying about about women's breasts. What scares you so much about it, honey? So I think that you should examine that with your therapist. You need what? You want your stitch robe? Okay. okay, we'll find okay. it soon. Okay. I'll help you in a moment. Okay. We're almost done now, here. So, now, so um, um, let me just check. I just want to check and see if there's anything else going on with my storm chaser because their wind is blowing here. I've been dying for a, a tornado for a long, long time. And unfortunately, I'm not yeah. getting them. I'm getting everything. So update, by the way, because I, I'm sure you covered this on your show today, but we had not had this news yet when we were um, doing our show last night, mm-hmm. which is that the National Association of Hispanic Journalists has informed Jill Biden that they are not, in fact, breakfast tacos and that she should not refer to them as tacos. And um, her uh, communications uh, chief has has sort of apologized has apologized mm-hmm. in case maybe her words were construed as possibly meaning anything other than that she absolutely loves all uh, Hispanic people. Raul so. helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Oh, how good. Bogota's breakfast tacos. <laughs> it's just too good. I tried to get our family to do a Taco Tuesday today. No, and I shot was it rebuffed. Down. Tom we've, shot it down. We've also had a, um, we've also had uh, Joe Biden. Now, I don't know if we had this last night, but today he is telling, putting Republicans on notice. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. <laughs> and we need to stay unified. Yeah. Um, okay, that's what we'll do. We'll stay unified. <sighs> uh, and the last thing I want to know from you today is if you will be... Uh, wait. What? Hello. Good day. You are on Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel podcast, Leslie, uh, along with Tom and Alice Shattuck. Good evening. How are you? Hello, Habibis. How are you? <laughs> Quite well. So, um, so wh- wh- where are you, first of all? 
Where am I? Yeah. I'm in central Massachusetts. I can't say anymore. It, are you getting uh, rain or a tornado weather? We are having a thunderstorm coming right now. Oh, so cool. I love it. So what's what are your you story? So, so you know, obviously, the, of my big dust-up uh, two days ago um, with a, a fellow who lives in the same town who's a psychotic. Um, and you're saying that you've also had a road rage, road rage incident. Yes, I am. And as, as much as I have already been a fan of you and glorified you, Tom, you have no idea what a big deal this is for me Ooh. or another person in Massachusetts to stand up to the vehicular bullies. And I, I already loved you, but I was so thrilled. Well, thank to you. That. Thank and you. I, See, Alice, <laughs> Alice, that's what I it sounds like. That's what it sounds Alice like, Alice, knew. when you say something nice about me. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Alice knew, Tom, because mm -hmm. this happened to me like four months ago, and I sent it, the, the story, to her and our secret society. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to tell you what happened four or five months ago. So I believe, Tom, that I was the first person to learn about this because Alice said this to me immediately because she knew I would sympathize. Ah, all right. I love you. Thank you. Well, let's have it. What, what happened? All right. So you're familiar with Waltham, right? Indeed. The Watch City? Waltham. Yes. The Watch City, Waltham, Massachusetts. I had lived there for many years. Mm -hmm. So about four or five months ago, I was there for various reasons. So, needless to say, I'm familiar with Waltham. Mm -hmm. There is a mobile gas station on Main Street in Waltham that's on a corner. I was, you know, innocently going and driving into that mobile gas station. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, the traffic was paused on Main Street. But knowing that there's a corner and there's another driveway, I pulled, you know, I took a left pulled into that side driveway to the mobile gas station. Now, I must paint the picture for you, Tom, that it's a very small station. There's the two gas outlets, the gas pumps. Yep. So it's like two gas pumps and one on each side, right? So there's four available spaces. Okay. Right? Yep. So I pulled in, uh, turned the corner to the left to avoid that, traffic pulled into the one pump and now I'm the only one there and coming up across from me is a big gigantic older American made car which Tom in our day and age we used to call a boat yes right yes so that absolutely. comes up screeches right in front of me oh, just like your French just like your French friend mm -hmm. came up and tailgated you, right? Yep. And I'm getting out. Of, I didn't even notice, didn't care. So I'm getting out of my car, and I hear somebody from that car yelling, "I was waiting at the. I was waiting to turn. I was waiting to turn. Oh, I was God. waiting. To, and I didn't even know where this was coming from, right? So I, I now I see this gentleman. This old cook angry white man uh-huh i never thought the in my kind. life that i would actually encounter an angry was he white cis? man yep <laughs> but this angry white man sitting in that car and i dare say i don't know how long you have me for this story but you're gonna have to hear the whole thing it's tom it's like you you'll enjoy that part of the video leslie he just rolled his eyes well, well it's the whole thing i mean does that mean it's 25 minutes it is a shortish story right yeah. <laughs> um I can give you the story to story, but it's you in an alternate universe because he was uh, like kind of. That's why like I record the video, you, Leslie, so you with know. With that lush, with that lush, gorgeous hair, but not still like a color hair. It was like salt and pepper, and he was so like angry, well, and I don't know why. But I, wait, did you like him or not? Yeah, <laughs> where is this going? Actually, maybe we'll we will listen to twenty five <laughs> minutes if this goes in the direction it's sounding like. No, I'm just saying it's an angry white man. Angry, you hooked up with this guy is what you're saying, yelling Leslie. Yelling at me. You hooked up with this guy. Yes? You're going to need to edit this story because that is not what happened. Okay. okay. I'm just trying to give you the picture of a big old angry white man yelling yes. and screaming at me. Yeah, there's one of those in this house. I was yes. waiting for the turn. I was waiting for the, okay, okay, sir. Okay, so I didn't get it. 
And so he's still yelling. So now I'm going around to start to fuel my car, and the guy won't stop yelling at me, but he's also not getting out of his car. And he's like, you're ignorant. Huh? You bitch. You're what? ignorant. And now I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm like, okay, now, Tom, I mean, you've seen me. You mm -hmm. and Alice have seen me. Sure. And I feel like I cannot be a victim to some crazy bully, especially if it's an old white man. Right. And, and so I, I just kind of gently walk up to the guy's driver's side car, keeping my social distance of six feet and mm -hmm. saying, excuse me, sir, what, what, what's happening? What, what are you talking about? He says, I waited to turn in here and you took the corner. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, sir, but um, you are now in a space. You are now in this gas station space, and every other space was empty. So I don't understand what you're mad at. You're ignorant! You're ignorant! And I thought for a moment that I, maybe I pulled up too far in my space, and so the guy with the, with the boat couldn't get close enough right. for his you know, his gas thing. Yeah. And now, now, but I knew that was not the fact that I knew that was not the case. Cause I could see it. Now the, um, the immigrant worker in the gas station uh -oh. comes out because he thinks that's the same situation as well. And he's doing, you know, doing the hands, like everybody calm down, calm down. And the, the angry white old man is still in his car, by the way. <laughs> and, and he's like, calm down. He's like, just move your car. Just move your car back. Just move. I'm like, sir, I know that this is not his problem. I know I can move my car, but this is not what his problem is. He's just like mad for no reason. So please, please, please. So the guy's basically begging for his own life, right? So I move the car back, mm -hmm. and that just obviously doesn't satisfy this guy because that's not what he's mad at. Tom, he's mad that I got into the empty gas station ahead of him. Right, right, because he's a psychotic Why? and happy. Why? So, so I, so now I'm going to start to fuel my car, and needless to say, this guy has to go start to fuel his car, and he's still actually like yelling at me. And then I do what you did, Tom. Ooh, nice. What you did, and I said, "Would you like to just hit me, sir?" Ooh. Would you? Do you want to just come over here? and hit me in the face, will that stop you from being mad at me or at least make you stop talking? And at least make you stop yelling at me. If you can come here and hit me, will it make you shut up? Ooh, nice one. <laughs> and then what happened? Then he shut up. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> then, he, then he shut up. Well, now, that... once again, disclaimer. I would not advise any man or woman <laughs> in the whole world to react to a situation like this in the way that I reacted to it. But let's see here now. I'm not a small woman. I'm very well um, versed and trained in self-defense. And we all know in Massachusetts, angry, crazy white guys are probably not armed or not inclined to just shoot up somebody in a gas station. And really, at the end of the day, if I ended up being dead or injured from this interaction, uh, my mom could use the money from the civil suit. <laughs> right, and but I also think Leslie, that much much like when I had my um, when I took my video camera out, when you said, "Would you like to hit me?" I think it gave him pause, and in his mind, he started reviewing the entire situation, stepping away from just his white hot anger, and said, "Wait a second, this could be this could be a setup." Right, exactly. And right, and I want to say something about this because you, Tom, had the presence of mind to actually start taking a video of it. I am not, like, that's not a reflective thing for me. I, it never occurred to me mm. to actually start taking a video of this encounter or taking the guy's, you know, the taking a picture or video of the guy's plate or anything. Like, I am still, you know, Gen Z enough to not even think about that. Right. But I certainly knew and understood that um, I just I you, one must call out maniacs. That's fantastic. Leslie. It, oh, it, absolutely. It was not done. Not done, my brother. 
So oh, okay. I, so I'm fueling up my car. He's fueling up his boat. So he's fueling it up with his entire back turned to me. Oh, because good. he knows he's humiliated. And, of course, I'm fueling up my car, looking at him, smiling, not saying a word, smiling all the way. And then I finish, and he finishes probably at the same time. And I go back around to my driver's side, and I say, so now, unlike you, Tom, but this is exactly what Alice would have done. God bless you, sir. I really hope that you're going to get work on getting some of this hate, hatred and anger out of your heart. That's going to kill you, sir. Please invest in yourself. Get this hatred Ugh. and anger out of your heart. And God bless you. And I am, I'm, you know, doing the sign of the cross with the guy. The guy is freaking out. <laughs> F you. J F U U F N C word U F N B U F N H O F U F U and that The sign of the cross always makes the demons come out. Makes the devil come out. This is where you need that phone or video. God bless you, sir. And so now, clearly, I get into my car and he gets into his car. You know I'm not going to move my car to allow him to drive all the way through. And I just sat in the damn car for like three, four minutes until he realized he has to back up from where he came from and get out of that gas station. Well done, Leslie. I I would have suggested instead of doing the bless you stuff and the religious stuff, if his back was turned, that was your moment to douse him with gasoline and toss a match on him, which would have been the proper end to this whole thing, and the Christian That's thing to do. That's not self-defense, sir. I believe you could have gotten away with that it. Now I'm the aggressor, I, I, now I I'm aggressor. I believe... Um, are, do you None not... of this show is legal advice. He, Alice, the lawyer, yeah, wants he, everyone to... No, know. Leslie, you said he's an old white way. man, <laughs> right? You're old white man. I believe uh, you're of uh, origin uh, somewhere um, the east of here. Is it east? East of here, yes. yes. The, the Middle East, Middle one East, might say. exactly. I believe that makes you somebody in this situation, Leslie. Let's use it for all you can from now on. Go back and destroy Wait, his life. We'll go for, let's go to... Uh, excuse me, sir. Yes. Are you, are you saying that because Middle Eastern people happen to own a lot of oil and a lot of gas stations that I had some kind of privilege here? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that Joe Biden has been castigating big oil production... And it's caused a wave yeah. of hate against Middle Eastern people. And this old white man was had been supercharged. He had mm-hmm. heard Joe Biden's I dog whistles. He was inspired by toxic rhetoric. Yes, he heard the, he got the dog whistles from Joe Biden, and he knew right then what to do. Much like the he was an oath keeper, as a matter of fact, out to kill you. <laughs> Leslie, thank you very much. That was a lovely story, and I appreciate it. I'm sorry about the eye roll. It was uh, I, I get very afraid when I start. This to is hear. why I record the shows, Leslie, so you can get the real. The real Tom. I'm glad you did it. See you later, Leslie, okay? I love you, baby. Bye. Thank you. Bye. There you go. There you go, Alice. Edit out the eye roll. 860-522-9842. Don't call that number. You can't call that number. I don't know. I think Dana Lash is on right now. But um, so uh, that is it. Did you have another item you wanted to hit real quick or no? Oh, I just wanted to ask you if you were going to be investing in renting heated seats from a car company in the future. I think this story is fantastic, and I, and I and I love it, and it's very trolly, and very almost cruel, but I love it. What is that, James? I don't know. Uh, I'll look into it. After. Looks like something. Cool. Um, yes. So basically, BMW has announced that mm-hmm. they're going to start charging people a fee, a recurring monthly fee, in order for their heated seats to work. So all the cars will be outfitted with the heated seat wow. equipment, but they will be able to remotely turn it on and off, so that if you don't pay, it costs $18 a month or $180 if you want to invest in the whole year mm-hmm. to get to have heated, to get to be able to right. turn on the heated seats in mm-hmm. your BMW. And there are, a lot of people are ticked off by this because well, all it kind of seems the, like you don't really own the car if you have to pay a fee well, to BMW right. to get, get to, to use I the features. I think it's so funny. But, you know, it, because like obviously all the software is in there, it's ready to go. You're having to pay to. <laughs> To um to activate it, but they- Tesla's already like this too. Oh, yeah. Like the car will lock itself up if you don't make the payment on time. Oh, that <laughs> so. would have been a problemo <laughs> for one Tom Shattuck. Yes, absolutely. So listen, we've got Speakpipe. Um, I mean Ash Shad Chat. Are we out of time? Should we do them tomorrow? We kind of are out of time, except okay. we should probably get. Is today Amazon Prime Day? I guess so. So I think we have one that has to do with Amazon Prime. So I just want to get that to that. My friend and I. Um, 
Sunday, we went to Sam's Club and did some shopping. And, and we, at the cafe, got um, a pizza combo, which is a drink and a pizza slice. And um, then I got a hot dog combo, hot dog and a drink. And then we ordered a pretzel and then two um, frozen yogurts. Eight nineteen altogether. Amazing. There you go. Sam's Club, Alice. We should look Sam's into Club. it. Wow. So we have a whole bunch of messages, guys. I see them there from all a bunch of different people as well. And so we'll get those tomorrow. All right. That work for you, Albie? Sounds good to me. Talk to you later, everybody. You can leave those messages at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can find all the places to listen to the podcast. You can also um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Supposedly that does something good. I don't really know. But um, so you can do that there. You can also talk to us on social media at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can also write us an email if you're into that. Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.